All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. What's going on, Leafs Nation? Hello and welcome to the mail-in Friday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga with you flying solo like Jason Derulo on this Friday. Uh, If you missed the first initial program, my co-host, Jay Rosehill, former Toronto Maple Leaf, is a firefighter, I guess in his spare time. But uh, don't fret. Uh, we have an award-winning segment coming your way that's self-proclaimed because we never actually played this segment. But Rosie's thoughts on last night's season opener is coming up in mere moments, so don't miss that. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, like, leave us a review wherever you can. I believe we're on Apple now. We're on Acast. And we're streaming live on YouTube today and also Twitter, so you can't miss and. Um, don't forget to stay interactive in the chat if you want to bring your thoughts to the table, concerns, anything you've seen from the first couple games here for the Toronto Maple Leafs to start this uh, 2022-23 NHL regular season, pass it our way. Um, I'll get to the interactive portion in about 20 minutes from now, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get through this together. But certainly a much better effort for the Maple Leafs in Game 2 as opposed to Game 1. Should tee up as well in about 10 minutes from now. NHL analyst for Sportsnet, Anthony Stewart, will drop by. The gift king himself, uh, the president of the Fourth Line Society, self-proclaimed at that. He likes to call himself that, which I chuckle at all the time. We'll get his thoughts on the first couple games to the Maple Leaf season. And also the side story on how he elected and his avenue to selecting Jack Campbell to win the Vesna Trophy this season. So that's coming up in about 10 minutes from now with Anthony Stewart. But for now, it's time to get over the boards. 
Do you smell what the rock is cooking, folks? That's my question right now. Let's uh, let's cut to the video. Is he here? Is he in the building? All right, how sick was that? Like the '90s wrestling and fan was uh, wrestling fan, I should say, in me was going nuts last night because I don't think anybody expected that. Having said that, I was on social media about an hour before the Leafs game. I did realize and notice that The Rock was in Toronto, but I never tied the two and two together. I think that was tremendous stuff, especially specifically because that place was a damn morgue last night. I don't know what you know the solution is to this problem, but I've been to a lot of buildings around the NHL. And not to dump on Leafs Nation, terrific nation, love the Toronto Maple Leafs, but it was way too quiet in that barn last night. And so, uh, unsurprisingly, The Rock comes out to a big pop, crowd goes nuts, and away we go for the night, and the Maple Leafs end up winning that game 3-2. Ilya Samsonov, um, certainly the big story. And should mention as well, how about The Rock starting a Let's Go Leafs chant? That's why I got it in the subtitle underneath, uh, because it's actually Go Leafs Go, but I don't think anybody's going to tell The Rock otherwise. But... On the ice, I think that's the bigger story that we're looking to tackle and dissect today on today's show. And again, five minutes from now or so, we'll hear from Anthony Stewart. Rosie's uh, three hits are coming up too. I just think it was more of a complete effort for the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. Um, they found a way. The first period, I was scared beyond belief after 20. The fact that Toronto had 22 shots on goal. Charlie Lindgren was out of this world for the, you know, the big portion of the game last night. Makes 36 saves. I thought he was phenomenal in the first period. And then you look at Ilya Samsonov, makes his debut, and a couple of stinkers, at least in my opinion, in the first period. And I'm like, is Peter Mrazek still here? That's the feeling I got. But full credit to Samsonov. Ends up making, what, 24 saves in the game. Gets the revenge victory. We all know I love the revenge narrative out there. But he found a way to get better as the game went on. I thought he looked really, really shaky in the first period. But into the second, uh, especially into the third, where the Capitals had the power play late, he found his groove, and that's great to see from a Maple Leafs perspective. Steady net mining of, of any direction, um, whether it be David Ayers or anybody in between, I think Leafs Nation will take it right now. So a big, big plus for me was the goaltending of Ilya Samsonov late in the game. Austin Matthews, all world. I, I don't think he had any time and space once again last night, but he finds a way to tip home that Mark Giordano shot and, uh, well, I was mostly happy because the anytime goal hit last night, as mentioned uh, in my bet of the day yesterday. And a great tip. And Matthews is off to the uh, off to the races now. His first of the season, great tip on the Giordano shot. Ends up being the game-winning goal. I thought it was awesome to see John Tavares start the way he did. He's been excellent, I felt, in the first couple games. In uh, the foot speed's there. The precision is there. Especially for a guy who missed the majority of training camp, right? Like, don't forget that, too. And the depth scoring. Uh, is another thing I picked up on. Certainly, Cali Yarncroke, anybody who can score in the bottom six, you're going to take it. You're going to need that depth scoring. And oftentimes in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and granted, this team has to get there, I think depth scoring is so pivotal. So if these guys can get off the ground right away, guys like Cali Yarncroke and Pierre Engvall and score these goals uh, throughout the season, show some depth scoring and also some consistency, I think it sets you up for potential postseason success. So it was good to see Cali Yarncroke get on the board. I thought it was a hard-fought win. But without further ado, I mentioned it off the top. My co-host is not with me today. I am flying solo. That's A-OK. -okay. But we do love Rosie. We got to hear from Rosie. Let's hear his thoughts on last night's home opening victory. 
Hey guys, our new segment, Three Hits from Rosie. I'm breaking down the game tonight, game two against Washington. We're going to go through it. I'm going to pull out three things that I've seen that uh, needs to be addressed. Number one, we're starting off with Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews is stud of the team. It's two games in. We're not ringing any alarm bells by any stretch. But this guy's supposed to be a generational talent, and he is. He's proved that. We need to see that, especially in game one, especially in game two, your home opener. I didn't see enough of him. I really didn't for his skill set and for what he should be ready to, to put down on these two big games. I didn't see him enough. If you're a casual watcher of the game, you didn't even know that he's remotely the best player on the team. You just wouldn't notice that. Yeah, he might have got the tip of his stick on that geo shot. It may or may, it's irrelevant to me. He wasn't controlling the play. He wasn't controlling the game. I think he needs to be better, and he is better. So I'm looking for him to step up and, and blow some teams out because you can't be holding on the last minute of the game all the time. You're not going to win enough. You're not going to be good enough, and you're not going to set your team up for success, especially in the postseason if you're constantly – you know, fighting off a flurry of six on five when they pull their goalie because you're only up by one. You got to get up by two and three goals on these teams, and Austin Matthews has the firepower to do it. Number two, the fourth line on Toronto. Everyone's saying that these guys are crashers and bangers. I don't know what they're talking about. I really don't. There's no crashing, there's no banging. That's supposed to be an energy line. Back in the 90s when there's no salary cap, they didn't just fill every single line with, you know, the greatest player that they could find. They filled it with depth and with role guys, and they filled it with a hockey team that you need to have in order to win games. You need those guys to dump the puck. You need them to chase it. You need them to bang the demon. You need them to cycle it. You need to get the crowd into it. You need to change the momentum of a game when that is necessary, and you need to get the hell off and get your big boys out there to take over what you just served them up. That's not happening. That's not even close to happening. I've seen our fourth line on their ass more than I've seen them be running anyone else through the boards. And... That's evident by how many shots were taken at Austin Matthews tonight. How many shots were taken at Austin Matthews? Three that I saw, extra shots, running him after the play, knock him down, give him an extra shot on the back of the head. Sorry to say, but you got a guy like Wayne Simmons in the lineup. Those guys aren't doing that. It just doesn't happen. I know from experience, when you look over pregame, you look at the stat pack, you see who's playing. If they have nobody in the lineup, you kind of lick your lips a bit and you say, I'm going to do whatever I want tonight. I'm going to hit anyone I want. I'm going to get an extra shot to whoever needs it. I'm going to look at their bench and say, what are you going to do about it? And they're not going to do anything because they have no one to do anything about it. Wayne Simmons is there, all quiet on the home front. And are you putting some plug in the lineup that can't play? Come on, Wayne Simmons. He can do anything. He can play on the top lines. He's done. He can play power play, PK. He can hit. He can crash. He can play four minutes. He can play 18 minutes. And I know his production's been down, but this can't be the fourth line of the Toronto Maple Leafs for the entire season. Or they're just going to get taken advantage of. And someone could get hurt. Confidence could get low. Austin Matthews does not need to be run over every single night. It can't happen. Lastly, I'm talking about the Leafs' perseverance. Last night, they score that last goal. Nylander gets it, gets them back into the into the game. I know it didn't turn out the way they wanted, but they stuck with it. They kept the hammer down, even though they didn't have their best stuff. Tonight, <clears throat> they're still grinding. They're trying to do their best. The ice is tilted in those last few minutes. They take a couple of bad penalties. They're killing penalties. It's six on four. It's six on five. And they keep everything to the outside. They get the job done. They knew they needed a big win. 
in their home barn in front of their crowd to start the season and they got it done. I'm happy with that. They got the perseverance that they needed. I'm hoping they're not all going to be this close because I don't think we're going to have any hair left. But bottom line is they got it done tonight. They're one and one It's good to see, boys. So, hey, keep up the good work. I'm looking forward to the rest of the stuff and uh, building from here, building from here. First off, fantastic job by producer Alex on the graphics. Number two, I don't know what Rosie's talking about. He's got a phenomenal hair. And number three, pugnacity, baby. The conversation is back. And I just knew it as soon as I, uh, I saw Austin Matthews go down for the first time last night. I'm like, somebody's going to bring it up. So why not my co-host? And we'll converse more about it coming up on Monday. But for now, so happy to bring in an NHL analyst for Sportsnet and the self-proclaimed president of the Fourth Line Society himself, Anthony Stewart. Stewie, welcome. You're the first ever guest on the show. What's going on, my man? I'm doing well, Golden Muzzy. Thank you for having me very much. Uh, you didn't tell me to put my uh, Twitter handle on there, but uh, Cooler Heads prevailed, and I, I was smart to do that. <laughs> you nailed it, my man. Um, so what do you think of Rosie's comments? Just to piggyback off that, obviously you're close with the Wayne train. I would love to see him in there too. I did notice that last night. People were going after Matthews. No, Not really much of a response. Michael Bunting tried his hardest though. Yeah, I'll, st I'll start with that. I actually agree with what he was saying about with the, the Wayne train. And I actually uh, was in a group chat last night and I said, uh, Hathaway is, is, is playing a little too heavy tonight. He's playing a little extra spunk where if he has somebody that's on that roster that's going to keep him in check, it's really, really going to slow him down. But again, that fourth line from Washington actually had too big of an impact on the game last night. I think Dowd ended up scoring, but that just started with them running around the first couple shifts. So um, I really, really agree with that. You need not a guy not necessarily to run around, but you need a deterrent. And Simmons is a deterrent. Clifford is a deterrent. So I really think that this roster, and again, Leaf Station could go and mention me on Twitter and chirp, 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 chirp. I think the roster that is a better team overall over an 82-game period and going into the playoffs with the Simmons on the roster, and that's a fact. But, again, if this is game two, you got to introduce Rosie to the market here. If this is game two, I hate to see him by game 20. He ripped that team apart, <laughs> barely, Dude, after two I, games. I told him <laughs> yesterday because I came in guns a-blazing. You know, I was on the ledge ready to jump after the first game, and he said, what's wrong? I'm like, you'll find out really, really, really quickly covering this team, going from a player to covering this team, Stewie, as you know. I don't know about you. I still have a bitter taste from the opening game. I just think it was an absolute no-show. And I love how Sheldon Keefe walked back his comments last night. I don't know if you caught them, uh, but just your, your all-around impression as to whatever the hell that was the first game, because I'm pretty bitter still about it. Yeah, but, you know, as journalists, you know, you sort of have the responsibility to sort of look at it, you know, from, from afar, right? I know you're a Leafs fan for sure, but, again, this is a, this is a team that's going to be judged on the playoffs. But for me, it's like they, they have to find a way to be consistent. And what's frustrating for me, you know, if it was really that big of a heartbreak last year and losing in that first round, you're coming out that first game guns a-blazing. You're playing with energy. You're playing with spunk. You're getting in on the forecheck. And, again, they just didn't see – they just saw, like, hey, you know what? This Montreal team's not that great. You know, we pumped them in uh, preseason. It's going to be an easy game, but it's a National Hockey League. You have to show up every single night. So, again, for me, it's early. Uh, I, I like to do things in five-game increments. So after five games, I really want to see – you'll see exactly where the team is at to start. But uh, last night uh, was a little bit better of an effort. But I'll talk about Matthews. And, and, and Matthews, again, he builds his game as the, as the games and the weeks go along. You know, he had – I think he's got eight hits in two games. When When's the last segment he's had that – you know, he had eight shots on net over two or ten shots in, in two games. So uh, I don't agree that he was quiet. 
Um, again, he's heating up, and you know him. He can put up 10 goals in five games, so I'm not worried about him. He's going to be scoring 55, 60-plus goals this year. But for the Leafs, I'm going back to the disappointment of last year and the year before. You thought they'd come out with just a little bit more, um, you know, care meter, for lack of better words. Can you tell me and give me any reason why this team is any different than one's past? And I, I mentioned it just the first game, you know, and you know, I used to cover this team, do the pre-intermission and post alongside Gord Stelic on Sportsnet 5.9 of the fan. Just the feeling that I, I've been there before. Leafs Nation has been there before. They felt that way after a hockey game. I just can't get to that level anymore, Stewie. Well, I'll, I'll give you one reason, and just the, the Marners, the Matthews, the Tavares, and the Nylanders, they were a year older and a year wiser, and I'm sure they're hearing, of, hearing, uh, hearing us chirp and talk in the media. They want to <laughs> shut us up, <laughs> right? So, again, whatever motivation they need to find, I think that could be part of it. Uh, but, again, Matthews, again, I'm just seeing him going into another seven-game series, what he can be capable of, Marner, right? And I think by then the team will sort of find a way to gel, but – Again, it is a big, big question mark, and I think that's a big problem within its own that we're still questioning this roster. What, what is this roster? What is this team? And when you're talking about Stanley Cup, um, you know, challenging teams, you know what you have in Tampa Bay. You know what you have uh, in Colorado. You know what you're getting in, uh, in Calgary and in Edmonton, right? Heck, you know, I've been writing off the uh, Boston Bruins since, you know, 2007, and you know what you're getting in <laughs> Boston Bruins, right? So I think that's what's concerning to me. You don't know what you're going to get, but I think it comes down to the question. When I started off in radio in 2015, the the salary cap, how do you win with four players making $40 million? And I think that's a big, big problem, and it's a problem that's still been yet to, to solve by uh, the upper management uh, with Leafs Nation. We can and we will never forget that, Stewie. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10 Vesitoskalas, how concerned are you with the goaltending right now? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent. I, I think it could be good. It could be not so good. But I think the one positive is there's two. Right, so you got to be at least hitting fifty percent on it, right? So uh, uh, Murray, he settled down uh, after the two goals went in uh, last night. Samsonov actually made some big, big saves uh, as the game went along as well, too. So I think for Samsonov, he's on a one-year deal. He's got some motivation. Uh, he mentioned that he had opportunities to sign longer and for more money. So he's gambling. So I think with him gambling on this season, that's going to push at least push uh, Matt Murray. And again, Matt Murray's got the Stanley Cup pedigree. I'm more worried about his health. So I think at the end of the day, when we look at this Leafs roster, I don't think it's going to come down to goaltending because they're that top heavy. So it's going to come down to, you know, can the middle six get it done? What's going on with the fourth line? Can they weather the storm? Uh, is there going to be any injuries? So goaltending, I don't think is going to be a main storyline. But at the same time, I have Jack Campbell as winning the Vesna this year. So what do I really know about goaltending? Yeah, well, that's where I was going to ask you about. And that's why pretty much I brought you on to ask, you know, what Leafs Nation <laughs> did to you. So in the season opener, if anybody missed it, Stewie came out, which I think is a solid pick, by the way. My pick is Ilya Sorokin. Shesterkin's going to be in that conversation. Vasilevsky, Demko, Jake Ottinger had a good start against Nashville, UC Soros. Like, there's a lot of worthy contenders. I think this is a dark horse wild card. And you have Jack Campbell. Why Jack Campbell? Well, again, he was sort of brought in to be the answer in Edmonton, right? And you're looking at the start he had last year. He was obviously an all-star. You know, he only played, what, was it 39 games, I think it was. Was it 39 games or 39 wins? Again, I'm sorry for not being prepped on that. But, again, he was uh, – I mean, 
Yeah, but what? And my point was that he had a really, really strong start where he was in that conversation the first 20, 25 games. So I think if he stays healthy and Edmonton now goes on a serious run where they win, you know, they say they run away with the Pacific Division and they win the President's Trophy and he's at a a, a 40 win and uh, 10 losses and he's at a, you know, say he's at a 2-2-2 and a, and a 9 and a 9-35, I think that's very, very possible. And right, I got the tweets after the first two goals went in last <laughs> night, uh, the other night. <laughs> but again, I think he can really stabilize it because again, he had, I'm going by what I know uh, from behind the scenes. He had a great summer in the gym, training with Gary Roberts. He went through a Gary Roberts training camp, training with McDavid. So he's taking care of his body. So I think uh, that coupled with uh, McDavid and Drysdale going on to another level this year and maybe running away with that division, uh, that's why that's why I picked Jack Campbell. So did I sit there and go through the numbers and spend 20 hours like, uh, you know, the stats guys? No, uh, but I got, it was more of a gut feeling, and that's why I have Jack Campbell winning the best. But if yeah, he doesn't, just my... so what? If he doesn't, so what? What, what are you? <laughs> right? Still coming back next season, right? Uh, those are just yeah. my burner accounts yeah. trolling you on social media, buds. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so I'm sure you saw uh, the, the Rocks started a Let's Go Leafs chant. Um, I was going to ask you, how much money would somebody have to pay you to tell the Rock in person that he got the chant wrong? I don't think anybody's did it to his face. And again, I've seen the Rock up front, up in person. This is a big, big dude. So look at that. that that's how I tell people I look. I think I look like the Rock, but uh, I'm more like a boulder, <laughs> boulder in the belly area here. But again, that's someone's got to prep him on that. But you don't tell the Rock what to do. The Rock tells you what to do, and he tells you to shut your mouth after. But uh, the Rock, again, it, it was great. You saw Austin Matthews' comments after. He was excited. He got the energy going in the crowd, and that was the main thing. So whether or not he uh, fudged the uh, the chant, again, it was exciting having The Rock. So I want to know who's coming next uh, next week. Is it Ric Flair? Is it uh, <laughs> uh, who's coming? Is Doink the Clown coming? Who else is coming? The Earthquake? <laughs> John Cena? Tugboat, but uh, it's exciting. It's fun. It's great. Uh, you know, some of the hockey quality kids were there. They were energized. It's great seeing The Rock. If you smell what he's cooking. I do smell what he's cooking. I smell what Austin Matthews, Matthews is cooking. And correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't you the rock for Halloween one year? Yeah, I was. I was Fanny Pack Rock. <laughs> and I actually made yeah. it on to Jimmy Fallon. The rock was on Jimmy Fallon. And they were showing all the people that went as him for Halloween. And uh, I went for him as Halloween. So in my mind, I think I'm the rock. But I got to, I got to, I was going to say not shed a couple LBSs. I'm going to have to redirect the LBSs into other <laughs> You pretty much are, my man. You pretty much are. A couple more, we'll let you go. Uh, thoughts on the goal song staying? Uh, I made a lot of this because I hate the song. Not that I hate Hall and Oates, and maybe hate's a strong word, but it's just like none of these guys were actually alive for the debut of this song. What did you make of that last night? Yeah, I'm indifferent. It's 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 a goal song, so I'm just I, okay. I hope that you hear it as much as possible. But like, hey, if you if you get rid of it, what are you going to play? Whoop! There it is, Gangsters Paradise. You know, you heard some people talking about "I Want It That Way" by the Backstreet Boys. That was me and Huberdo. But it's like it's what gets the crowd going. It's energetic. Um, so unless you come up with a better option, I'm, I'm sure the players they don't really care. Uh, but management right now they're not changing it because we're talking about it all the time. So if we really wanted it changed, we shouldn't have said nothing. Uh, but that's why that's why it's still the same. So for me, I just want to hear it as much as possible. Uh, but I'm indifferent on the actual song. I actually, you know what? I guarantee you it boosts streaming sales for Hall & Oates. So maybe they should be a sponsor on the jerseys next year. 
You never know. I, I do love milk, and uh, pardon my French, but it was a fucking morgue last night. Let's be honest. So I think if you're looking for energy in the crowd, I pardon me. We're allowed to swear on this show. <laughs> yeah, we are. That's why I laugh when you said fudged. But yeah. it's it, it's way too quiet, dude. Like you've been there a billion times. I have as well. You were there last night, no? No, I wasn't there, but uh, we sent some okay. hockey quality kids. Just hearing the intros, you know, compared to Montreal opening night, it was just a dead zone, right? But like I said, we know we know the demographics and all that. But again, it's the fans. The fans need something to cheer for. And the last couple of years has been tough, but um, I think this is the year they they have to get it right, right? We can't be talking about this in twenty forty six saying, hey, you know, they haven't been in the playoffs since you know, you know, you, you know, your golden, you had the golden muzzy hashtag. So I I, I don't know. I think this year's the year. <laughs> I think with winning, you get more excitement, you get more energy, you get louder buildings for sure. Hey, they got the advertising on the boards. We need just a giant golden muzzy on the boards. Uh, before we wrap, Stewie, uh, just uh, you know, tell us a bit about your initiative, Hockey Quality. Uh, Hockey Quality, we started in 22, uh, 2020, sorry, 2020, and we're there trying to lower a lot of, lower a lot of financial barriers uh, in the game of hockey. It's way too expensive and we're just trying to make it more accessible. And we're getting people from all backgrounds involved in the games, uh, from grassroots to development to mentorship and advocacy. So we've been doing a lot of great work the last couple of years uh, with our mentorship group last year. We had 30 kids, uh, 10 of which were drafted into the OHL. Uh, we have a couple of kids that went on to get NCAA scholarships. So in our first real year of actual um, you know, mentorship, we, have, we actually have some good success. So it's great now. Uh, we're doing a lot of programming. We're on the ice 15 hours a week uh, in the Toronto and Scarborough area. So if you would like some information or you'd like to sign up, go to www.hockeyequality.org. Slash donate. Slash donate. There you go. I, I was just going to say you're the best. Uh, I cherish our friendship. Keep up the fantastic work on Sportsnet and with the foundation as well. And we'll talk soon. Next time you come on, you can swear all you want, okay? Thanks a lot. And uh, great job on the show. Congratulations on the success. You're moving on up. I am. Thanks, Stewie. Take care. Thanks. There you have it. Anthony Stewart, uh, NHL analyst with Sportsnet. He's the absolute best. One of my better friends uh, in the industry and always brings it. I just love his quirk. I love his sarcasm and uh, he loves the Toronto Maple Leafs. So it's always great to get that perspective here on the show again. Jay Rosehill back on Monday. Very curious uh, to see that Anthony sort of agreed with bringing a bit more pugnacity and truculence, some two buzzwords from the Brian Burke era, back into this Maple Leafs lineup. And certainly, I, I, again, I just had that feeling as soon as Matthews went down for the first time. And Stewie mentioned it, eight checks over the first couple games for Matthews, so he's holding his own. I'm still waiting for that scrap, although I, I really can't say I want him to fight. Uh, but yeah, it's been a pretty decent start so far. I think we expect a bit more from Matthews offensively, but we all know it's going to come, right? And I think we're looking for somebody to defend him out there. Bunting tried his best um, on Thursday night in the home opener. It's time to get to the wrap-up brought to you by our friends at PointsBet Canada. When I'm hot, I'm going to tell you I'm hot. And right now, I'm hot to start this season. I'm 2-0. I got the Nylander anytime goal on Wednesday. I got the Matthews anytime goal on Thursday. Let's see if I can go 3-0 to wrap up the first initial week here of Leafs morning take. I like the Winnipeg Jets money line tonight. There's only two teams in this league remaining to play hockey. One of 82. One's Winnipeg. One's Detroit. So I'm on the Jets tonight. You're going to get that around one, minus 125. 
Uh, the Rangers won, you know, big time game in St. Paul on Thursday night. Just blew the doors off the Minnesota Wild, who were unbelievable on home ice. That was really, really impressive. I thought Igor Shosturkin was tremendous in that game, by the way. But the expectation, it's not going to be Shosturkin who won the Vesna last season. It's going to be our guy, Yuroslav Halak, which means a much easier goalie for the Winnipeg Jets to face. And Connor Hellebuck's going to get the call for the Winnipeg Jets. Don't forget as well, Rick Bonus, uh, his first game behind the bench officially, I guess I, I should say, with the Winnipeg Jets. They want to win this for Rick. I, I think Winnipeg's going to win this game. So I like the Winnipeg Jets on the money line tonight. You heard it here first. And I'm hoping I go 3-0. and And I will mention right now, if I lose, you're not going to hear about it. When I win, I'm going to tell you about it. Pretty uh, similar to the entire betting world right now. So that's it. The Winnipeg Jets on the money line. Uh, before we wrap... Uh, let's get interactive with the chat. Uh, a couple people writing in thoughts on the Ottawa Senators game. Um, and again, don't forget if you want to be interactive on YouTube here, we are live on YouTube and Twitter and uh, in podcast form, as well as you all know, uh, anytime you want to share your thoughts, whether it be social media at the Golden Muzzy here for the show um, or in the chat here on YouTube, we can get them pronto. Uh, some, some questions about the uh, Ottawa Senators and you know the problems they pose. So first and foremost, the Ottawa Senators coming off um, a disappointing loss, we'll call it, against Buffalo. Craig Anderson turning back the clock. We all love the revenge narrative, at least I do. Ilya Samsonov gets it against the Washington Capitals. How about Craig Anderson? I thought he was tremendous for the Buffalo Sabres. They win on home ice, and the Ottawa Senators, who many proclaim the winners of the offseason, come out with a loss. So there's going to be a bit of a burr under the saddle. Uh, we don't have to correlate and direct too much in that game. DJ Smith former assistant on the Leafs bench, now coaching the Ottawa Senators. And I think the expectation is there that, you know, Matt Murray is going to start this game for the Maple Leafs. So I'm really, really intrigued to see how both teams come out. I would look at the over in that game. But that's pretty much going to do it for today's show. I flew solo, did my thing. Anthony Stewart was an absolute gem. Uh, I think three hits with Rosie was fantastic. Producer Alex always brings it. And and the first three shows in the books here uh, for Leafs Morning Take. But again, the Maple Leafs back in action on Saturday, game two of four here on this uh, four-game homestand uh, to start the season. And then don't forget, coming up on Monday, we always love these games against the Wagon Arizona Coyotes, at least according to Paul Bissonette, Austin Matthews. I'm sure the questions will start. and uh, They'll probably start over the weekend following the game against the Ottawa Senators. What's his decision going to be? I don't think there's much of a decision, quite frankly. I think he's re-signing with the Leafs, but... It's always fun when Arizona comes to town or vice versa when the Leafs are there. But for now, I'm going to bid you farewell. Thanks to everybody who's listened and watched the first couple days. Looking forward to what's next here on Leafs Morning Take. Have a great weekend. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow-up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.